Coming up, the number one fantasy book podcast, breaking down the scrolls and spells of nerd culture. We're Phantology. You may have heard of us. all my dead side villain characters from the Stormlight Archive, and welcome to another Phantology episode, breaking down the pre-release chapters from Rhythm of War. Chapter 8 came out this morning, and I've read it already. You've probably read it already. Hopefully you have, because this will be spoiler-filled. And I'm going to talk through what happened there, including some theories some hot takes. We're going to get some input from our Discord conversation that was happening today on Phantology. If you like Phantology, if you like our podcast, then check us out on Discord. Join and comment and let us know your theories, your hot takes. We'd love to hear it and we'd love to have some more discussion there. You can also check us out on Patreon. I mean, listen to the podcast would be a nice starting point. Uh, We put out two episodes a week and cover the entire breadth of the fantasy landscape. But right now, we are pumped for Rhythm of War, and in Chapter 8 this morning, we start with another interesting, interesting, I'll say interesting, little uh, tidbit at the beginning of the chapter, which was another Mistborn crossover. So this comes from the Navani series of lectures on Fabrials, that we didn't see on screen, but is pretty fun to think that it has happened. This is a lecture series that maybe needs to go up on YouTube. I'd love to tune in. But in this snippet from her lectures, she talks about using bronze as as the uh, preferred metal for warning Fabrials, which is perfect because we know that bronze is the metal for Mistborn that you use to seek out those that are using, that are burning metals. So it's, it's associated with seekers. Is are what we call these uh, these mistings, and it makes a lot of sense that this would be the warning Fabriel, right? Because we're also tracking different sorts of investiture. So this is interesting because metals in Mistborn, we at least when re- when I was reading Mistborn, I got the impression that ruin slash preservation had done something in order to make the metals have investiture, have magic properties. But now we're seeing that over in Roshar, in a different part of the Cosmere, the metals are also important. So what do we make of this? Is metal always something that conducts magic? Is there something more going on here? Is this a direct crossover from Mistborn? I'm really interested interested here. Warbreaker, we got a lot from Warbreaker. We We got some crossovers in Words of Radiance and Oathbringer. We got direct characters coming over, albeit with new names. We had cool swords coming over. And so Mistborn, we haven't seen as much. We did see Captain Dumois come over in Way of Kings in one of the interludes. He's a member of the 17th Shard that was looking for Hoyd slash Wit. So we saw that. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, guaranteed, we are going to see a Mistborn crossover 
in Rhythm of War, and it's going to be a character that we know, and they're going to be using Allomancy, and it's going to be cool, and it's going to tie in to what we're seeing here at the, in the opening chapters of the books. So that's me, Steven, Phantology guarantee we're going to see a stronger Mistborn crossover. I have zero evidence to support this, other than the fact that Brando Sando has said that we are going to see some pretty epic Cosmere crossovers later in his writing career. And you got to start establishing that, right? And Mistborn is huge for him. So we're going to see it. There's no way we don't see it, right? And I think we're seeing it here in book four. So I'm watching for that. Anyway, let's get into the action of chapter eight. So Kaladin goes into the cellar of the mansion. It's on fire. He walks through the cellar, gets down to the bolt hole. Basically, this is where the light eyes go during the high storms so they can be safe. Kind of cool that they have the storm drain idea because obviously a cellar that is underground is going to flood unless you have a storm drain built in, which is just what it sounds like. It's, it's going to drain the water away. Cool idea. And so I like those little details that uh, Sanderson provides. And so when when uh, Kaladin gets down there, he sees two prisoners and he sees Moash. And this was exciting. What's the word? I mean, this gets your hair on edge, right? Like anytime we see this guy, we'd see him briefly previously uh, in the battle just a couple chapters ago. Navani sees him on the hillside, but now he's down here in the cellar and him and Kaladin are going to have a direct confrontation. Moash appears in this black, like evil bridge for uniform. How did he get this uniform? Uh, they talked about this a little bit in the tour rhythm of war discussion, but I thought there is kind of funny there. They said, you know, like, did he go to a tailor and say, Hey, I need an evil bridge for uniform. Can you stitch that up for me? I'm using it for parties, but, but it's fun that he has it. And so he immediately reminds you how evil he is by grabbing Rashon and slitting his throat without any further discussion. And Rashon is dead, we think. I'm like, he's got to be dead. There was some chatter on Discord that maybe he's not dead, but I think it would be weird if he wasn't. I mean, we do see that Renarin is there at the end, so potentially he could be healed. Kaladin looks at him and wants to help him, but he's like, okay, a slit throat that's not really anything a surgeon can heal he does think that maybe one of the edge dancers could come in and heal him if they were there but they are not renarin is and has the regrowth surge so he could heal him but i'd like to just think that rashon is dead not necessarily because i hate rashon i mean we don't really like rashon at all but i think it's a good it would take away from the depth of the moment here with moash i think if rashon was to be healed afterwards. And after Moash slits his throat, him and Kaladin start to have some discussion. Moash says, you know, I killed him. And this is someone who has hurt you deeply, Kaladin. I know this because you and I have talked about this. And he tries to bring their relationship back maybe a little bit to where it was, which is really the reason why it hurt Kaladin so much that Moash betrayed him in the first place. Moash then surrenders. He just says, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to surrender. And we don't believe him for a second. When I was first reading this, I was thinking, okay, this is like a Joker surrendering from the Dark Knight where he just needs to get into 
you're a Thiru or into the inner sanctum or something. It's kind of like a Loki surrender from the Avengers. But before we actually see what's happening with this surrender, we cut scene and go to Shallan slash veil slash radiant, the three, and we get a hint right away at more secrets. I think this had happened before in chapter one or two, one or two, the, the early part of the book. Shallan was thinking that there was some additional backstory or secrets that she needed to remember, and then she pushed it aside. And the same type of thing happens here with Vale. Vale seems to know, and she's telling Shallan, hey, it's time to remember. And Shallan says, no, I'd rather not do that, which Shallan has been good at her entire life. Kind of weird to think that there could be more after the revelation that she killed her parents. So I'm wondering what's, yeah, what, what do we have here? I don't really have any theories here. I guess I would expect this to come out in this book just because it's hinted here at the beginning of the book. But let us know what you think this might be in the comments or on Discord. She, she then thinks about the relationship she's having with her alter egos and how things are going for her personally. She kind of settles on the idea that it's not getting worse. It's not getting better, but she's kind of had this happy medium, but maybe not great long-term, not a stable situation for her. She is then trying to figure out the riddle that Iale left her regarding the wines. And Adolin helps her with the riddle. There is a little bit of husband-wife banter. It seems like they have a great relationship. And thus far, it's not too cringy. And one thing that may be an unpopular opinion that I'm sorry, I'm just going to stick with is I don't always love Sanderson's romances and the Vin Elend romance or Elend romance in Mistborn was a little cringy for me. And so even here with Adolin and Shallan is a little cringy. I'm sorry. And I hope it gets better. And maybe I just need to embrace the cringe a little bit and go with it but I'm hoping that I like the relationship long-term. Anyway, Adolin tells her that, hey, um, this wine that you've drunk here that is a little strange is Shin wine, and it's made from this strange fruit that they only have in Shinovar, which is a grape, right? It's a little bit of humor there. They, they don't know what it is, of course, because it's totally alien to them, but as residents of Earth, we know that this is a grape, and this is how wine is typically made. And so she uses this clue to find a pattern that is embedded in the ancient etchings on the walls. They kind of talk about like, okay, what could this room have been made for? And so we make it more there. I kind of glossed over that, to be honest. I, I, I didn't get the sense that this random room was super relevant, but we'll see. So anyway, they find out that, well, Shalon finds out she finds this pattern of 10 different symbols etched into the wall and using pattern, she finds out, uh, you know, one of them is a little bit askew and then she knocks on that one and she gets it out and there is a secret notebook in there. And so we're going to assume that this notebook contains the secrets, whatever they are, probably related to Gavilar in the prologue. Hopefully it's about time we got answers to that. Shalon also doesn't trust her agents, Red or Gaz which is a little unsettling as well. So we're going to put a fork in Shallan's storyline and go back to the more exciting storyline from this chapter, which is Moash and Kaladin 
And now Moash is going to really lay it on Kaladin here. This is some messed up stuff. So first of all, Moash, this relationship here is so unsettling, so powerful because of the relationship that him and Kaladin had previously. Moash was someone that Kaladin could really relate to, and he shared more with him than any of the other members of Bridge 4, probably because they were both kind of this dour personality, and Kaladin just felt like he could open up to him more. I think we all kind of all have people in our lives that are like that, it's easy to talk to. And so the fact that Moash then betrayed him hurt Kaladin all them all that much more. Moash has this mindset of he's trying to just smother the pain of his guilty conscience, but he doesn't necessarily need to forget what he's done. He's fine with it. He's just like, I'm not going to care because there are no consequences. And if I don't worry about the pain, then none of it matters. And it's the total opposite choice as Dalinar with Thrill when Dalinar says, I'm not going to give up my pain. I'm going to accept who I am. I'm going to take the next step and become a stronger person and continue to progress. And that's why we love Dalinar so much. And it's why we hate Moash so much. It's why Moash is such a great villain because this is a behavior that's not so alien to us, right? Like we all as humans try to avoid pain as it comes. And so Moash saying this to some extent is like, well, you know, I kind of get that a little bit. Obviously we don't want to go to the extreme that he's going to and be so villainous, but at the same time, he's a very believable villain. And I think that's why I see him going forward as, as continuing to really be someone that people latch onto is very polarizing. There's a whole subreddit dedicated to hating Moash and one totally dedicated to saying that he did nothing wrong. And that makes him a great villain. The fact that he's that gray. So really nice job there, Sanderson writing Moash. And I hope that we get more of him going forward. So Moash then basically tries to get Kaladin to totally succumb to his depression and kill himself and say that life is not worth living. And this is one, a direct violation of the immortal words, life before death, and two, super messed up because, again, as humans, depression is not something that's too alien to us. And we all kind of understand these feelings, but it's something that we all try to keep at bay. And to have someone come into your life and say, hey, these terrible feelings that you're feeling, they're actually accurate. And by the way, you should just end it all because there's no redemption possible for you. Yikes. I mean, this is about as evil as it comes. This is what I imagine Satan whispering directly to us. So Kaladin is really has a hard time here and he runs out of stormlight and he can't hear Syl either. And he's, I don't know what's about to happen here if, if not for Renarin coming in, but it's not looking super great. And Moash's plan to quote unquote surrender here, which really probably just means he wanted to talk to Kaladin and try to get into his psyche which he's doing really well, is working spectacularly. But fortunately, before Kaladin succumbs, Renarin comes in in this blaze of white light. I was wondering who it was at first. I initially just kind of jumped to the idea that it was Dalinar coming in. doesn't really make sense that it would be Dalinar, but Dalinar can create light. But also Renarin, who's a truth watcher, has the surge of illumination and regrowth. And, and he was described as having some unique abilities with light. So he comes in and an interesting thing that happens here is as Renarin enters the room, Moash is bathed in this light and you see this shadow of essentially who he could have been, this tall, proud figure 
dressed in a crisp bridge four uniform, holding back danger from people protecting and being the wind runner that he should have been or could have been. And so that was cool to see reminded me right away of, and this is spoilers for Mistborn, but I think we're doing full spoilers here. Reminded me right away of the 11th medal, Malatium, which Vin burns at the end of Final Empire to defeat the Lord Ruler, or well, not to defeat him, but to learn his secret. And so I wonder if this is related at all. Again, another real obvious Mistborn crossover. I mean, it could just be what Renarin's Surge does, but it's also a pretty cool callback to Mistborn. And I guess we'll see. I mean, there was some other theories that like maybe this was Renarin looking into the future because he has a corrupted Spren. But I think it's really just showing what Moash could have been. And Moash flees the light here like the demon that he is. And this is where we end the chapter. So is the next scene here Renarin stooping down and healing Roshone, or is Roshone really dead? I guess we'll see. I think he's really dead. I'm also interested to know who the other dead guy is. Like, what was the purpose of having these two random prisoners here? One of whom Kaladin knew from his time in Hearthstone. The other, Kaladin just dismissed as a foreigner they didn't recognize. Sanderson doesn't typically put things in here that don't have any relevance. So I assume that this dude has something. And I'm trying really hard this read-through to not let Brandon trick me with misdirection like he likes to and he's a master at. So maybe this guy is important. We will see. So that's my recap of Chapter 8. Looking forward to the guaranteed Mistborn crossover in future chapters. Thanks for listening. If you like Phantology, check us out on social media at Phantology Books, online at www.phantologybooks.com. Check us out on Patreon. Please hop on Discord and tell us what you like and what you don't like. And I will be doing these weekly live streams. Streaming live on YouTube now is a new thing Phantology is doing, so check those out. But if not, listen to the podcast and let us know your feedback. So thanks all. See you later.